All right, we're back. Uh, and thank you again to the listeners for for sticking with us on this one. And of course, be sure to uh, share this episode with teammates, with fellow PTs, uh, with people in your cohort, with your professors, with uh, anybody you know who, who can get value from this episode that's trying to make it into the, the soccer landscape as an early career PT. Um, but yeah, uh, I, I think this half is, you know, about how to, about my venture through the soccer landscape and Berg, it's funny because our, our starts were, were honestly really similar. Um, but at, at a certain point, I, I really wanted to pivot and say, you know, I, I, I love working with soccer players in general. And that that's number one for me. Mm-hmm. Um, right now I'm working in an academy setting. Um, I've had experience uh, interning and, and helping out with men's pro teams, women's pro teams, academies, boys, academy girls, and uh, not only that circuit, but also the adult circuit as well. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that I, that I've learned is to me, truly, it doesn't matter for me what, what level you're at or if you're a semi-pro or you're a pro or you're retired or <laughs> you you're really a coach. Or, it like, it, to me, it doesn't. Like, I don't, I don't care. Like, if you ball, just tell – you don't even have to ball. Just tell me you like you want to go back to play. And it's like, oh, like, you know what? We're, we're on the same page. Or, like, honestly, as long as you're a member, like you said, of our community. Because, um, I mean, if someone's 70 years old and they had a joint replacement – and their name is also, you know, Hans Beckenbauer. It's like, oh, you know what? Yeah, you know, you see, treatment I'll take not, it with you. Yeah, treatment is not gonna like your plan, your 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 rehab plan is not gonna change just because, you know, this person played D one and then this person played pickup. Like if it's fresh injury, it's it's going to be about the same. Like I treat my pickup guys like they're like they're soccer athletes. I'm not gonna do do massage. No, we're gonna train like athletes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I I I even run into some trouble with that with some of my friends because like you know they ask me you know yo I got hurt can you help me out yada yada I'm like all right A B C one two three X Y Z four five six and they're like yo can we like tone it down I'm like nah I I can't I can't, I can't do it like if you want the result that that's what you're gonna have to do um but yeah it, for me it started out um. With you, you know, we were. I was doing my my football physios page, and you know, posting content on injuries and fitness and whatnot and whatnot. And um, it, it would kind of be like, you know, I'd read an article in school or something like that, and I'd say, you know, how can I apply this to a, a soccer fitness or soccer rehab setting? And I was just posting content, and then uh, my last year in PT school, I was like, okay, what's the next step for me in order mm-hmm. to become a a full-time physical therapist in some sort of soccer environment and at that time you know i talked to my mentors and everybody and they're like yeah if you want to make it in sports uh residency is the best pathway for you and then i was like all right well how do i get into residency and they're like okay you got to spend time in um a clinic obviously through your clinical rotations and all that but you also have to spend time in two separate arenas you have to spend time in the athletic training kind of environment and you have to spend time in a strength and conditioning environment and i was like all right if that's what i need to do then i'll get experience in both ends and that way i'll be a a competitive applicant so um at that time i was like all right you know let me reach out to clubs in the area uh i was living in durham north carolina at the time and i was reaching out to clubs all over the place at the time i was like if I want to work in the pros, I need pro experience. I need mm-hmm. to get there 
right away. So I say, you know what? Let me email uh, North Carolina FC's first team coach or their general manager and the Courage first team coach and general manager. And I'll get a response because I'm asking them, you know, if I can help them. And lo and behold, no response. And these guys are so busy. <laughs> they're so busy. <laughs> and they, they don't care what Andy Serafin, SPT, you know, from, from Rockaway, New Jersey, has to say, to be completely honest. And, I, and at that time, I was like, okay, if I can't make it pro, you know, I'm, I'm in North Carolina. There's a lot of good soccer schools here. You know, you got Duke. I was a student at Duke, so I was like, Psh, they'll let me in there. There was UNC. I was like, you know, they're kind of our ops, but if I have to, I'll go there to get experience. You have NC State. You have NC Central, all really decent programs. So I hit up all of them. I hit up their head coaches, every assistant coach, every goalkeeper coach, every athletic trainer, every strength and conditioning coach. No response. And those I guys are like, busy too. Those guys are busy. They might be yeah. more busy because not they're in a school setting. They're even busier. Yeah, <laughs> and you know, again, they don't they don't know me. They don't know what I. They probably have all everything they need already. At that point, I'm not an asset. I'm a liability. I'm somebody who who isn't contributing to the environment. I'm someone that's just taking from it. And in circuits like that, there's no room for for people like that. Um, so I said, okay, let me go all the way down to the bottom of the pyramid. Where are the youth players at? And um, I found this facility uh, within the North Carolina FC umbrella. It was their youth academy where they have 13,000 kids. And I'm like, damn, they got to have somebody on medical if they got 13,000. Um, and it turns out they had one athletic trainer. And I hit him up and I was like, his name was Jason. Uh, I was like, yo, Jason, like, uh, I didn't say yo, but I said, hello, Jason. My name is Andy. You know, the usual professional mm -hmm. intro, whatever. And I'm like, I'd like to come in and observe and potentially help out. Um, do you have room for anything like that? And he's like, yeah, come by. And uh, this is my third year, no, second year in PT school, first semester, um, showing up. And, you know, I'm watching him do his thing, you know taping ankles doing ice modalities treatment rehab all this other stuff and i'm like man this guy is busy and i look out the door and there's there's a line of 30 kids and i'm like oh my god that's how you started seeing some of the problems <laughs> in the sports in the sports in the soccer in the sports world period not just soccer yep and i'm just watching him do his thing and he's like boom 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 next boom 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 next boom 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 next and then about after 30 minutes, I'm like, oh, my God, okay, we finally got through everybody. He was like, yeah, that was the 4 o'clock rush. We're going to get another one in about 15 minutes. Oh, my God. <laughs> and I'm like, huh? He's like, yeah, it's going to be like that every 45 minutes to an hour until about 8.30. And I'm like, oh, wow, this is, this is what it's like. And that's when I learned a lot about the athletic training profession and, you know, how much they have to offer and what they give to uh, environments like that because – uh, it, it's hectic. So I, you know, I, I, I finished out my dead there. I was like, you know what? Can I come back next week? And he's like, yeah, come by. And can I come back, next, back next week? week? I may coming back. Oh, <laughs> yo, you, you went home probably exhausted. It's like, Oh yeah. Hmm. I was like, man, this guy works. And then I show up the next week and then, um, you know, I'm just chatting to him. And then he's like, all right, you know, last week you, you were watching. Now I'm going to put you to work. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, hell yeah. All right, let's do it. Let's get it. And 
that was an environment where it, it was so, and obviously week by week, it, it grew. We started doing rehab together. Um, I was helping them with some long-term rehabs and things like that. Um, again, everything is is careful. Um, like you said, you know, you have to be careful in situations like that because I made it clear to him and to everybody that was around is I'm an extension of him. I'm here to help him out. Dude, you know, providing your care, you know, all the political that's stuff. What, that's that's, that's, what I, that's, that's why I didn't want to go into it. Like, this, you have to really massage. Well, did, for him, it makes sense, right? Because yeah. he uses volunteering. Yeah. But you exactly. have many stories, like, when you started with, uh, um, you know, other organization. Like, <laughs> it was oh. bad, man. It was bad. <laughs> and he got yeah. story for you guys. Like, the, the, the politics yeah. is insane in yeah. those um. Not, not in this soccer. Um, it, when whenever you go professional, even semi-pro, it's, it's insane. Yep, yep. And um, so yeah, I spent about maybe eight months there as uh, you know helping out. I call myself like a sports medicine assistant. Um, you know, just being in the mm-hmm. training room. If somebody needs help with something, and I'm able to do it, then I did it. Um, I wasn't overextending myself. I wasn't doing things that I wasn't licensed to do, and things like that. Um, and I was also a licensed EMT, so I, I had a little bit of mm-hmm. wiggle room there as well. Um, but yeah, that was my first experience on the medical side. And then after you know eight months or so, I was like, all right, that was a really good experience. The season's over. I need to learn how to operate on the other end of the spectrum, being the performance end. And you know, I, I was reading a lot of things about you know, I was reading the same similar textbooks to what you were reading soccer anatomy, complete conditioning for soccer, yada, yada, yada. And I was like, okay, I'm taking in all this knowledge. Got my CSCS about a year prior to that. And I was like, all right, I need to spend time in a strength and conditioning facility. And that's when I found Athletic Lab, which is a strength and conditioning facility in Cary, North Carolina. And they're also the partners for North Carolina FC and NC Courage. And I was like, oh, so there's soccer all up in there. It sounds like a place where I can, you know, I could thrive and I can contribute positively and, you know, just, just enjoy myself and, and the process that came with it. And uh, so I, I emailed Mike Young, um, who owns the facility and is in charge of kind of everything there. And I said, hey, like, I want to join your internship program. And he said, well, it's 400 hours. Is that something you can commit to? And you said, wait, school, how, what, how long? 400 hours. Okay. 400 hours. Yeah. So essentially 10 weeks full time. Um, you're not, you're getting paid or you're not getting paid? No, no. It's an internship. God. It's an internship. Hours. Yeah. 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 Okay. And I was like, all right, well, what's at this facility? I was like, okay, you have a professional men's team. You have a professional women's team. You have academy men's. You have oh, academy women's. Perfect. And you have youth, the whole mix of everything. Perfect. You also have CrossFit. You have adult fitness. Uh, you have Olympic lifting, uh, you have track and field. Oh man, this is a perfect environment. See, that, said, I, you didn't know you, I had to end up there. Oh, he tells me that I, 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 I immediately forget about getting paid. When you tell me all this experience exactly. I'm going to get, I forget about getting paid. Mm-hmm. And, and because pay is not, it's not about at, at that stage. It wasn't about the money. It was yeah, about the value. Stage, it's not about you know? the money. It's always about the value. And even if you go to work, you go to get a paycheck. Why do you get a paycheck? Because you did something valuable and you contributed. Mm-hmm. So you got something out of it. And for this, 
I was getting a ton out of it. You know, I was I was chasing an opportunity like this for for months on months. You know, I sent out all those emails with no response, and finally, I have every single team that you know I was looking to work with like an opportunity to do it in a controlled setting and learn. Mm-hmm. So I was like, yeah, I'm gonna do it. So that was my summer semester in my second year of PT school, where essentially we were in class maybe like six to 10 hours a week max. And then you had some room for electives and this, that, or whatever. Mm-hmm. And, you know, some of my classmates, they were taking two, three, four electives. And I'm like, man, 40 hours a week. I need every bit of time I can get. And I went up to our administrator. I'm like, what's the minimum here? What is the minimum amount of electives I need to take? And which elective will give me the most wiggle room to do what I need to do? And they're like, do this one. And I said, okay. And everybody's looking at me like even yeah, some because it's, probably, it's, it's like, weird because you don't find students who are like that. Like everyone's like, if most of the people are young and they're excited to be a physical therapist, you on the other and you're like, nah, what's we, I need, I need this. I need that. Like it's, it's weird because they don't find people like that often. And it's very few, very few people. Yeah. And you know, everybody else was like, again, this was our last summer in PT school. And um, to, to, to make it into a, a professional environment, you're going to have to sacrifice a lot. A lot. You're going to have, my classmates were at pool parties. They were doing this. They were doing that. They were at Duke basketball games, all this stuff. And I'm what like. Was, what was the name of that guy we um we brought in on a podcast? He's like a strength and conditioning coach for this team. And he was telling us about his schedule. And he's like, I, I leave my house at like 7, 6 in the morning. And then I come back at 8.39 p.m. And I'm like, what? Yeah. I'm like, what? No. So, so, so that was Mohammed. We entered together. Yeah, I'm like, what? what? Yeah. Said, nah, yeah. bro. Really? That's crazy. He's about it. But yeah, we entered together. And um, yeah, it was it was a crazy experience there. And, you know, that was a good summer of being knees deep within the strength and conditioning circuit. And then uh, I went out on clinical. Clinical one was in Philly. And I was like, all right. You know, who's in Philly? I was hitting up. I probably emailed you. I probably emailed everybody. Mm. And then uh, I found across, I came across this little community page uh, for a, a youth team in North Philly. And I was like, you know, let me send a message. And I'm like, it was literally as quick as, hey, I'm in Philly for the next 12 weeks. I do fitness. Um, can I come work with your team for free? They said, yeah. Well, we train shoes. Hell yeah. yeah, like these people, man, you know, they don't like to pay. Exactly. Yeah. So, so they, they hit me back. They're like, yeah, we train Tuesday at seven. Come by. It was like, like that. that. Boom. Yeah. And, you know, that was AC Fairhill in, in, uh, in North Philly. Uh, and I'm always thankful for them because that was the first team. I was like, I reached out to them and they, they hit me back right away. I was like, yeah, let's do this. And, um, that was such a good experience because at Athletic Lab, I was in learning mode, right? And I, I was taking in all the information that was in front of me. Uh, I was writing things down. I was studying. Uh, but in that environment, they were in the mindset of, you know, if you're going to coach here, you deserve to be paid for it. And we're not going to just have you coach classes for free labor because we have you here to learn, not to, you know, run our business for free. And uh, because of that, I didn't get a chance to coach as many classes as I wanted. Uh, so when I went to AC Fairhill, it was like, oh, I'm out of learning mode. I'm into production mode. I'm mm-hmm. into application mode. And that's where, you know, you learn even that's more. What, oh, that's when you learn the best. 
Yeah, exactly. You know, like, what oh, works, what's baloney, what's actually good. You know, it's exactly. Yeah. yeah. So I was there for 12 weeks and then I went on another clinical rotation in Maryland. I was reaching out to all sorts of teams. Unfortunately, nothing kind of came out of that. Um, and then I went to South Jersey for my third one. COVID happened. Mm -hmm. Everything shut down. I went back home and I was stuck. And um, that's when I started learning even more about kind of the heart rate stuff that we discussed in the last episode. And um, I, I was home, you know, I was hitting up. I went to my old high school, my my rival's high school, which is also close by to me. I would just be playing, kicking it. And, you know, just like you, I was like, oh, my God, wait, who's that over there? You know, Yo, I used to play pickup with you like four, five, six, seven, eight years ago. And like here we are together again, same community. Mm -hmm. And uh, one of my friends there was his name was Jared. And he was uh, in medical school at the time. And um, he was like, yeah, man, I'm trying to get back into shape, yada, yada, yada. And like, I just got my new GPS unit a few months ago and I was learning how to use that. And I was like, all right, we're both bored. We both have nothing to do all day. We're getting zero value, staying home, playing Call of Duty, Fortnite, whatever. Mm -hmm. Like, how about this? I'll just train you. I'll train you. And he's like, you know what? Let's do it. So we trained together probably like one or two, one or two times a week for two to three months. And he liked it because he was getting a good workout out of it. I liked it because I was, again, applying all the skills I was learning and growing and developing. And it was with a soccer player who was actually talented so we could do a little bit more than, you know, I was doing with like eight, nine, ten year olds before. Um, and, yeah, I was training him for a little bit. He went off to medical school. I went off. I got my first job. Um, and at that time, I was like, you know what? Like, I really miss being with a team. I have to find a team to work with. So uh, I reached out to every team in the area. Again, I went from the top. I said, Red Bull, NYCFC, I'm here for you. Like, let, let, me, come, let me come work with you. And, of course, no response. So I was like, all right, I'm going to go down the pyramid again. So I went to USL. I said, Hartford Athletic in, 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 uh, in Connecticut. Uh, you need an intern. I'm about 90 minutes away. I'll make the drive every day, put in an application, nothing. I saw a role in Oakland, in California. I applied for that, nothing. Oh, you've been uh, applying to California. Yeah, I, I was out, man. I was ready to go. I, I think even uh, pretty much anywhere, any intern position, anything I, I was applying for. And I said, okay, nobody in MLS wants me. That's tier one. Let me go to tier two. Nobody there wants me either. I applied to Bethlehem Steel. I, I studied the football pyramid. I was like, tier one, tier two, tier two, nobody wants me. Okay, tier three. What's in tier three? Oh, there's this league called called uh, the NASL. What's the NASL? Let me learn about this league. So I was, I was learning, reading about the league. I was like, oh, wait, the Cosmos are in this league. I know the Cosmos. Let me hit up the Cosmos. So I hit up the Cosmos because, you know, it's the next tier down. And I said, hey, like, I'm trying to, you know, work into the soccer mm -hmm. landscape, yada, yada, yada. And they say, you know what? Like, we could actually work together. Can you do our emergency coverage? And I was like, nah, I actually can't because my EMT is only in the state of New Jersey. I don't have my SCS yet. And in New York, you got to have mm -hmm. two years of experience for direct access. It, it was it was past the point of gray, more to the point of like, yo, don't even go here. You just got your license like six months ago. Like, don't don't ruin it based off of this. And I was like, I have to say no to this, unfortunately. Um, so I went down to the next tier, this league called NISA. And I'm like, huh, 
it's an interesting league. At this point, it's very semi-pro. It's no longer professional, professional. But I'm like, oh, wow, there are two teams. There's eight teams in NISA, which is the entire United States. And two of them are within 30 minutes of me. Nice. There, There's something to be had there. So um, there was one club who looked really cool. Uh, it was based out of Manhattan. So I hit them up. And I'm like, yo, like, I'm looking for something, you know, to work with, yada, yada, yada. And they they said the same thing as the Cosmos. They said, can you do our emergency coverage? And I said, nah, because my EMTs in the state of New Jersey and the state of New York requires two years of direct access. So I can't see anybody unless they have a physician referral. Mm-hmm. I was in the same position. So I said, okay, let me hit up the other team in Jersey. So I hit them up and we set up a few calls. It was called New Jersey Teamsters. And... Uh, ended up helping them out with trials. They were like, okay, we're going to have trials for our players, mm-hmm. but if you want to come by, we'll treat it as a trial for you as well. And if we like what you see, if is we like the, what you see. Then... Is that still reality TV? Yeah. Uh, oh, man. Oh, man. Yo, this is, this yeah. is great, man. No, this, this that, was, that, juicy, was, that was juicy. <laughs> yeah. You know what? One day we're going to have to do an episode on this. <laughs> um, for those so, of you who don't know, like Andy got into a team and in, with that team, the owner of that team is the coach. The owner of that team is in a reality TV show about business and his team is the business and yeah. trying to make it. <laughs> yeah. like, and it's like cutting corners, <laughs> saving money as much as possible. Like, yeah, crazy. That was probably um, a good experience, though. It, it was great experience because... Um, that's when I first learned how to collaborate with another professional. Um, I, and you know, I, I met my, uh, my colleague, Joselle Mateo, who he was also on this podcast, I mm-hmm. believe. Um, and he was doing more of the fitness side. I was doing more of the rehab side and we would work together, you know, for activations, for warm up, for things like that. And, um, this episode is brought to you by team builder. If you're a physical therapist, fitness coach, or personal trainer, you need to know that Team Builder is the number one app for exercise prescription. Whether you're working with a few clients one-on-one as a side hustle, or you're working with hundreds of athletes in an academy setting, there's no better app to prescribe exercises for remote or in-person training than Team Builder. As someone who has used Team Builder for over two years, I can wholeheartedly say it saves me time and helps my clients perform at their best. As a bonus, Team Builder is offering a 12-week soccer strength and conditioning program that comes with your 14-day free trial. This program focuses on increasing strength, power, and speed, all while reducing the risk of injury. Head over to teambuilder.com and sign up with code SFE to get started. Vitruve is a reliable, affordable, and easy-to-use velocity-based training system that allows sports medicine staff to monitor and evaluate an athlete's performance in the gym. There are so many scientific papers supporting velocity-based training, showing how athletes can get stronger, more powerful, and reduce their injury risk. Most of all, it's one of the best ways to maximize athlete intent during a fitness or rehab session. Check out the link in the description to learn more about Vitruve today. We had 60 players in total, and we started training in... August, September, with the goal of by January, we would start preseason because the professional season was start in February, March, April. 
So we were under the mindset, you know, this whole fall season is really for friendlies to get acclimated, to get to know the team, yada, yada, yada. And in the spring, boom, we go. Yeah. Um, so I had an ex- amazing experience working with him. Joselle's my guy. And, you know, we're, we're still connected today. Um, but in terms of club ownership, in terms of structure, it was an absolute mess from top to bottom in the biggest way possible. Uh, it's it, funny. it was the least professional environment from the top down. Um, yeah. And it, in terms of getting payment, it, I, it, what I went through was worse than volunteering mm-hmm. because we, and I'll, I'll tell you guys this because it's out there. And if you're in this environment, you will encounter it. Um, and even if you go on Twitter and you search up, you know, Nisa the league and, and, uh, payment disputes, they're there and they're plentiful. Um, I was promised a, a certain amount of payment for uh, a certain amount of time and services. And at the end of the day, I get less than 30% of it. Oh, oh my God. Less than 30? Yeah, less than 30%. I was, I was bamboozled. Oh, uh, and it's one of those. But, but at the same time, my eval skills for hamstring, for groin, for quad, and my first response went through the roof. And what's the most common injury in soccer? It's hamstring. And I probably did 20 hamstring evals within two months. Mm. And every single time I said, okay, what did I learn? What what do I have to do next time? What do I have to do better? Okay, I tried this hamstring eval. What do I have to add to it? Okay, I learned this from this. I learned that from that. If I put that and that together, okay, this is a grade one. How do I treat this? Oh, this is a hamstring with a with a with a nerve injury along with it. Oh, mm. this is a hamstring with a history of low back pain. Oh, this is a hamstring with also a calf strain, and also he tore his ACL. Great. And also, he never did his return to play. It's like this is all really, really valuable experience that you will encounter at the amateur level because those are the players that you're getting. Um, and these and players, it, they, it's the conducted. This is probably a, a podcast, but but when you told me like what these players go to just to get a chance to play semi pro and to get seen, yeah, like so the hotel they staying at, what they eating, like the 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 brutal training they go through. Like it's not ideal, but these guys will do anything just to pursue their 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 soccer dream. Yeah, yeah, and it, it was a, it was a good experience, and it was an experience that I I think I needed because I mean, me me and you, Berg, we've both been in the outpatient setting mm-hmm. that hasn't. It's very orthopedic, but not very sport. Yes. Um, and if I were to be in an outpatient clinic, a standard outpatient clinic. I would have had to work for three to four years to see 30 hamstrings. I think I've seen maybe four hamstrings and I've been a yeah. PT for four years. Like true mild to moderate grade hamstring. No, you, you just won't see it. And we'll see that. And if you don't see it, you won't have the volume to improve your evaluations and your treatment. And the only way you'll see it is to put yourself in an environment where it is there in volume and you're willing to put in the work. Um, so I did that and then I was applying to residencies as well because that was my original goal. And um, I ended up going to Orlando Health in, in Florida. Um, and that's when I was really involved in a, a soccer landscape for, for multiple hours a week. I, I was at the academy there working with uh, 
coaches, players. I was working with anybody, literally anybody. I showed up there. My first patient was a coach. And I was I was dead happy. His name is Javi. He's still my guy. Uh, he 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 had an Achilles rupture. And mm. when you're working in that environment, in a soccer environment, you really don't have time to go to outpatient therapy. Your entire day is based on the the training schedule of your team, and that schedule can change at any time. Mm. It's really hard for these people to make it to to rehab. And um, yeah, I was like, you know what? I've never seen a mid to late stage Achilles. I want it because if I see a player one day, I'll have that experience. This is the one you want too, because in the first phase, like the, they don't want the paper, uh, uh, the guy to, you know, they they their heels is elevated. They don't want him to do much because the surgeon is wary about um, the integrity of their their surgery. So they they're a little bit more conservative in the beginning of the rehab, but later stage of the rehab, there's a lot you can do. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, you know, I'm going to be with this guy for the next 12 months. Um, I'm not, like, I want to be in this environment. This is it. He was a soccer player. He got injured playing pickup. These are my people. Again, I don't care who it is. I don't care if it's a academy player. As long as you're a member of our community. Reps. Reps. Exactly. I'll take it. I'll take it. And started helping him. Next thing I know, they're like, oh, we have a patient for you. It's like, huh? And they're like, yeah, it's a first team player. I'm like, oh, and they're like, yeah, late stage ACL. I'm like, huh? Like for me? And I'm like, oh, like what's going on here? And yeah, there was some politics, yada, yada, yada. But I was like, oh, so I said yes to a coach. Next thing I know, I got a first team player. Okay. So, you know, I I spent the whole year there, worked with anybody, anyone who wanted to work with me or I wanted to work with them, helping them as much as I could rehab. Um, I was able to use their fields, their facilities, their equipment, everything. And then at the end of the year, I was like, you know what? Like, I love this club, but I, I needed to be back home. Like, I, I just felt like I was on the road for, for so many years. And I was like, you know, I'm going to go back to New Jersey eventually. Um, and let me just let me just go now. And, and that's when the opportunity Red Bull kind of came across. But um, that, that's, a, that's a story for another day because I think the most important part about this is knowing what environment you're in, taking advantage of it, do willing, be willing to work for free. Um, mm-hmm. Because although you're not getting paid monetarily, you should be getting paid in value. And if you're not being paid in value, you need to ask better questions or change your environment and find one that is conducive to you know creating value for you. You know what's funny? Like when you say that, like like I remember I was in a indoor soccer facility like giving players like post treatment like we're talking like your average player like everyday kind of guy like sunday league pickup guy playing pickup on an indoor field but these guys are good and they play at high intensity and they get injured and then he's just little old me showing up with my table and just you know doing like a little massage and doing post stretch after work or post recovery after their for free, yeah. in my own time, for like two yeah. hours, once a week. No, twice a week. Like, you, you, some of these stuff sounds scary, like, because you really have to put yourself out there. But one thing I learned, man, when you have that desire to get to that goal, like, you you, you do anything. And 
it won't even feel scary. It's like, oh, wait, you, you, I got to email this person? All right. Oh, you tell me I have to walk. Same thing when I was applying for physical therapy school. Like, oh, I need observation. I'm just going to walk into a clinic and ask if they do that. It's the same, yeah. same, same, same thing. So a lot of you probably did that as a as a um, pre-physical therapy student. It's the same thing. Oh, um, shoot, I need to be around soccer players. Okay, where are they at? Oh, where, where are the leagues? Okay, so it's winter right now. They're not outside. All right, where are the indoors um, leagues at? All right, here's an indoor leagues. Let me play in that indoor leagues for six weeks. Get to know the people in there. I play soccer anyway. Get to know the people in there. Okay, once I know the people in there, they know me. Really. Hey, by the way, I'm a physical therapist. Can I come here, bring my table, and help you people? Like, you got a lot of injuries. Like, every Wednesday for some reason. Can I come here every Wednesday and, you know, check? Oh, sure, sure, sure. Why not? You're perfect. That, like that. Yep. Just like that. Yep. You know? It's, it's, it's like, it's once you have that desire, man, you just, it's just like, all right, where do I go? What do I need to do? And then it's just one step. And you might not get what you originally want, but there's going to be other opportunities. You just take it, take it, network, 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 take it, take it. And then before you know it, you're far, you're further along in your journey than just sitting back home and contemplating. Like, legit, yeah. you got that, you, you, you got a doctorate in physical therapy, that's that's that is I was gonna say that's enough, but that's a lot. It's a lot. That's a lot. <laughs> you're a NASA already. You come out of school, you're already a NASA. Yeah, you know, don't don't yep. don't play into the oh I need more experience. This no, you're already a NASA. Yep. And the only way to get more experience is to get more experience, that's bro. It. Like honestly. And take the experience that's directly in front of you because an opportunity come will come your way and the question will be am i ready for it and, and, and if something's in front of you you, bro, you gotta take it you said it man you said it. if i wasn't messing around and training and doing rehab on on my my people and the pickup group like when that first division kid came up to me and said and then his mom came and said hey my kids my kid's gonna go D one, and he's got a lot of scout looking at him. But we need, we need, we need, we need him to rehab because he he, he strained his hamstring, and the physical therapy place where he's at is not taking care of him well because he restrained his hamstring again. And I was like, oh, so this kid's mm-hmm. guidance. I was ready. I was like the easy thing, like kids going D one scout. Like this is like high pressure stuff. Parents are looking in. Dad's talking to me. Mom's talking to me. I'm like, yo, this is cakewalk. I talk to parents all the time. <laughs> like, this is nothing, right? And this is what it is. Just like taking those little things and just testing things. It's yep. it's it's yep. really what it is. Just it's, 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 there's no failure here. It's just hey, let no. me try. Let me try this. Let me see what I can learn from this. Yeah. And the other thing is, and you said it too. You, you got to learn how to block certain people out. Um, you're going to have haters. You're going to have oh, people. Of course. Oh, don't do this. You're not ready. You're not this. You're not. And you will. The craziest thing is it's easier to block out the haters than it is to block out the people you think you should be listening to. That is so true. You know, like my first job, my clinic manager and my uh, regional director both came up to me and said, Yo, what's what's this thing you're doing here on the side? Mm. You know, like mm. yeah, you, you work, told me you about work, that. Yeah, you work here full time. Um, 
Like, what do you what do you really want to do? Do you want to be a physical therapist I or do you want to be out man. there? I love that. Yeah. And I looked him straight in the eye. I said, I want to be out there. You know, and trust me, I was if they and if they told me you got to pick, oh, two weeks walked out. Walked, I'm out. Walked out. I'm out. Don't play with me like that because that's my vision. That's my goal. And if you're trying to, it's very very easy to get a job as an outpatient clinical, uh, outpatient physical therapist. The the that's crazy. They like they confuse it. Like, what do you mean? Like, you training soccer players? Like, you yeah. want to be a physical? Yeah. Like, well, what? No, I'm a physical therapist when I'm clocked in. As soon as I clocked out, what I do with my time is none of your business. Exactly. Look at this exactly. guy. So, so, yeah, he owns you? Like, what, the, <laughs> what yeah. is this? So, That's like, crazy. You, you, can't, you can't listen to people like that because, yes, in some aspects, I will listen to my clinic director because uh, they're a mentor for me clinically. Mm-hmm. Uh, they have their OCS. I just graduated three months ago. They're teaching me how to do evaluations properly. They'll teach me how to manage a caseload. They'll teach me how to schedule. They'll teach me how to document Medicare versus Blue Cross. They'll teach me how to, you know, just operate in an outpatient environment. But I will sure as hell not listen to you if you're talking about how to train a soccer player on the field and what I should be doing with my time if what you're doing as a career isn't reflecting what I want to do in my career. It, you know, so yeah, I I won't listen to you on that. I I won't. It's like I had an old boss. Old boss used to tell us all the time, hey, listen, in the clinic, you know, we need people to do extra hours. There's just the nature of it. Um, And I'm like, what do you mean? Like extra hours? Like, you know, like, you know, if on a Friday, um, we need a therapist to stay on that extra two hours. Like I need someone who will stay every two hours on a dot. I'm like, listen, if you want me to stay an extra hour on a Friday, you got to let me know this a week in advance because I have, I have a life outside of this clinic. Like I have, I have clients that I'm coaching online. Like, I make appointments with this client like after, like if I'm done at three o'clock, I have an appointment with clients at four thirty. I can't stay just because you want me to stay. On contract, I'm on. I'm here till four p.m. And once it's four p.m., I'm out. Like if you need me to stay because you really have to and you, you need the money, then you let me know in advance so that way I can schedule my stuff. Oh, the boss was livid. He was pissed. <laughs> I was like, I don't understand. Like, this is how it is. Like, we have a life. We have a life outside a clinic. We can't just stay mm-hmm. on extra hours just because you want us to stay on extra hours. No, this is a, you give me a shift, and I plan my life according to those shifts that I'm working here. I can't stay on extra hours just because you want me to. No, I have kids. Yeah. I have to pick up from daycare. I have clients. I have mm-hmm. this. I have other obligations. <laughs> my life. Yeah. And what I know this is there's there's a shift now with the new generation PT and the old generation. Right? Oh, we're we're, we're built different. <laughs> new generation PT is like, huh? Like, wait, what? Nah, I'm not trying to bring document home, fam. <laughs> like I did that for two weeks. I don't like it. I'm not doing that. Like, oh, this now. Nah. We're, we're switching. We're switching. We're switching job. Like I'll do different thing. I'm not doing that. Like this is this is how the new generation comes in. It's like, hey, yep. listen, I'm sorry, I'm seeing 30 patients. 
35 patients a day and you want me to document at home and you're not paying me when I'm at home. No, 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 no. But that's it. I can go in a tangent like this for like an yeah. hour. Let's not go there. <laughs> let's not, let's not let's go not there. Go there. I mean, listen, y'all, don't let these people bully you. They're, go on Indeed. You'll have a new – today is Sunday. I guarantee – if which I, I will never do this because I love my day job. I, I'm going to be there for, for quite some time. Uh, if I want a new job on Monday, I can have an interview tomorrow evening. I'm t- you know why? There's a shortage of there's a of shortage. therapists. Yeah, a shortage of therapists. Like legit, there's a shortage of therapists. Like I, I and working in that environment, I know how hard it is to get a good PT. Yeah. Yep. Even I know how hard it is to get a PT that's decent and wants to stay at your job. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's much harder. Like you lose money trying to hire. <laughs> Cause you know, you have the leverage, you know, you might not think you have the leverage, but you are. Hey, hey you, you don't listen. I'm in this. I speak multiple languages. I'm an asset to your team. Like, it will be like it will take a longer time for you to lose to to get a someone like my caliber. Like it will take cost you money because you have to go to the interview process. You have to post on Indeed, post on all these jobs. So that's money. You have to take time out of your day to see these people, to to interview these people, and you have to take extra time too because now I'm not on there anymore, and you have to see my caseload. Mm-hmm. Like that's time and money taken out of your pocket when you can't have to hire people all the time and we can't keep people like it's it's easy like it's so much harder to keep your therapist keep your therapist yeah keep them happy yeah it's so much harder to get decent one Mm -hmm. and i says what do you mean like what's your priority my priority is when i'm here in the clinic i'm a physical therapist as soon as i clock out You don't have to worry about me. Yeah, that that DPT is no longer, you know, going to your billing when I walk out the door. And now it's mine. It's, it's, I can I'm do what I want. Come you know? on, man. That's crazy. That's crazy. But, um, but yeah, that, that was kind of my, my journey, my intro to the soccer landscape. Uh, kind of in summary, it's like if an opportunity is in front of you, you take it. You reach out to people, you connect and, and network effectively. Um, you read, you study, you be the best you can be. And you say yes to everything that comes your way, even if you're tired, even if you're drained. Uh, you you got to put it in because otherwise you won't get the outcome that you want. Yeah, man. It's hard to get in in, in, the, in the soccer world. like the, the It's like with the politics and everything because you're dealing with a lot of guys with testosterone. Like it's hard. To like break the barrier you have to if, if one comes in an opportunity comes in you take it man you take it might not be what you want but you can learn always think about what can i learn from this that's that's one thing i guess that was one model that helped what can i learn from this it's not how much money am i gonna get paid um, no what can i learn yep 100 percent. but um yeah thank y'all for listening again be sure to like comment share uh, send to a teammate, fellow colleague, fellow PT, and we'll see y'all next week. Peace out.